Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 296. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinensky. Hello. hello. And I, Jenna, hello. Hi. I'm drinking oh, ham. Very not nice. Drinking anything. I, like I said on the last episode, I'm not really with it today, so... I'm taking a brief reprieve from liquids that aren't water. Oh, Dan uh, sent me a Dustin Williams video, that YouTuber man that comes to Battle Creek from time to time. Huh. He's a very famous YouTuber, apparently. He's got I, millions and millions of followers. I see. Um, I've not heard of him. Oh, he, he when he came here last year, he filled up Battle Creek so much that there was traffic backed up on the 94. Oh. Yeah, because he had told people ahead of time. This time he just showed up and told people as he was on his way. Um, ah, did he it, also go back to Battle Creek or was it somewhere yeah, else? Okay. Yeah, for hot sauce too, sure. <clears throat> And it was when it was like 100 degrees outside with like 90% humidity. And so ah, I brought, yep. and brought everybody some Montucky cold snacks. And I gave him one because I wanted to make sure he wasn't, you know, dehydrated. And, um, yeah, made, it actually made it on his little YouTube video he did about having his cartoon for Kyle at MAP. And I'm like, hey, that's me giving him a Montucky cold snack. And then I there was Montucky. That can anywhere. There was Montucky cold snack on his camera lens for like the rest of the video. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I love Montucky cold snacks. It is a fabulously named beer, and it's actually quite it's good. It's actually really it's good actually beer. It's quite good. Like, uh, I just better love than that the it's called Montucky cold snack, and it's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Official, the more you read into it, is yeah, like, it's, it's so the, good. It's the official, unofficial beer of Montana, made in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. It's love really it. good. This it's is the so official American. car of Britain made in Germany. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> or official car of Italy made in, Ma- no, made hopefully not Italy. Yeah, no, it's a, the official car of Italy made in, like, Mumbai. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, very funny. All anyway. Right, for the first topic, let me get right into Patreon and do the little plug. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. On the super custom handcrafted page, you'll find three open-ended levels Starting of support. Starting at $1. Starting at just a buck. Anything above that is also totally fine. Just helps us buy beer, helps us pay hosting costs, and that's about it. So if you want to head over there, please do. If not, that's all right. Topic Continue numero on. uno. All right. So, man, again, I I genuinely like these days going through day of to find topics. If there's something that really strikes my fancy between episodes, I'll come in and I'll add it. But the reasoning behind that is I have a much more fresh reaction yes. to something I see. And today, it was the word resto mod. Oh, I really don't like the word resto mod. And it's a terrible term. It is. And when I say resto mod, if you didn't have what's on the screen in front of you, what's the first like car? Just like give me a word back. Resto mod. Firebird. There you go. For me, Camaro. Yeah. I just Transamero bird. It's, yeah. yeah Transamero bird. Like, oh yeah, you got C four suspension under there. You got a, a small block. You, you've got BFI. you've got twenty inch wheels. Yeah. Some and, American car that came from a trailer park. Yep. Mm-hmm. The twenty with you have twenty inch wheels with gigantic wheelwood disc brakes mm-hmm. that are not correctly proportioned. They're not balanced. It has like multi link suspension. It has you know that charger that I wrote at Bring a Trailer a while back that had just everything underneath it was from a Viper. That's a Rustamod. I don't know if I remember that. That sounds kind of interesting. It's And they it's, it's, can be the, interesting cars. I don't just, like the word. I, I hate the word, and I don't like the concept of it, because this is the thing. Like, bless the guy that made that Charger. He did that, and he made the thing that he really wanted to. Well, and it's still on Mopar underneath, so I get it. But, like, this is the thing, is that I genuinely love both of those cars for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You put them together... And you've made the car that was the donor. I've, I now have 
the things that I dislike from both of them in the same car. I've got the interior of the Viper, and I have the uh, weight distribution. Uh, I have the like the aerodynamics of the Charger and the weight distribution of the Charger. Like it's just like the and it can work if it's very deliberate. Don't get me wrong. However, usually, I'm, like ULS swap a car, you've just turned the car into a Corvette. That's nope, all you've I've, done. I've never ever in my life seen a restamod that makes a car better i've just it does not exist hmm. like i've lit it just it's not like same things with like the pro-am cars or like people like try to make like which is like the next level beyond restamod okay it's like pro-am or like you know that camaro that, where the guy has like the crazy headers the white one that was at sema like mm-hmm. that like oh, cool yeah. but like i don't care right like, that's like it's it's technically impressive what you can do with fabrication but I, i'm also somebody that um i'm extremely traditional in what i like with my vehicles like i like a lot of different cars for a lot of different reasons like i like eliminator era hot rods as much as i like you know old school gouge like pre-war gouge jobs i like big i like big body kit hondas i also like you know, 2000s era JDM Hondas. I don't like when you try to take something that is of an era Mm -hmm. and bring it into another era. Like, no, stop it. That exists in that era for a reason. The only Rustamods I really like are the ones where you get in the car and you have no idea that it's been touched. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's a company that does nothing but Lancia Deltas in Holland. And you get in there and they, it has like, Cyvex computer in it in a factory case, but they've programmed it to be bad, just like the old Motronic. Perfect. Yeah, and like it's the so, same engine, it's the same gearbox, but it's all been like all the shit that that's fails. Even, like rust modded. It though. is because it's all modern crap in there to yeah. make it better, but it's maintaining all of its quirks. I don't want to get rid of the quirks of a car, which is what rust well, modding does. That, that that's what rust modding is. So I think what you're looking for is updating, or mildly modifying like because rest modding is such a cursed like so i hate the word n- well the the concept like it's more than just the word it's the entire concept behind it that i hate sure and the concept behind it is i'm going to make old car better because i know better than the what people have right? been doing for the last 100 years on this car <laughs> like no you don't dude like why do you like you, why why do you like Oldsmobile Rocket powered Model A. You like Oldsmobile Rocket powered Model A because you like the, the 60s aesthetic. You like everything about the 60s. So why would you ever ruin that by putting Holly EFI on that? Why would you take a big body kit Honda and like that, like channeling the body kit like an inch so it, the body kit isn't as big? Like no, you don't do that. Like. You have stupid LJ Garcia Civic because you have stupid LJ Garcia Civic. You just really want that Civic, don't you? I do. But, like, <laughs> no, my, my thing is, like, there's a whole history about why a certain thing has been done a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it is a technological limitation. But like, that actually makes the car, like, unusable. So your, your uncle had that really wild custom um, Corvair. Yes, thing that he made. Well, my grandfather made that. Yeah, Your grandfather, the Futura. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Futura. So, all right, let's say somebody takes the Futura and they're like, you know what? I really don't like the swinging axles in the Corvair. 
I'm going to go ahead and put Cavalier suspension in it. You can see how that'd be weird, right? Because yep. like the whole point of that is like, no, it's a Corvair. Like mm-hmm. the heart and soul of a Corvair is it's how bad it is. And it is bad. It is terrible. Like there, there's Watching. like what, what's let's take the tiller, let's take the steering wheel that's driven by a bicycle chain, and get rid of that and do drive by wire steering. Ooh. Yeah, you can see how. Okay, yeah, this is technically better, but you're completely betraying the soul of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Or let's and Carini didn't do too much. No, to get rid no. Of that either, Wayne Carini nice. did a wonderful job of making it usable. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between making it usable and ruining it. Like, right. There's a reason that you put an electric fuel pump onto pre-war cars because literally you're going to damage the vehicle. Are you saying mechanical diaphragm pumps are not terribly reliable know, in that period? But no, like it, it's just one of those things where it's like. These cars, you'd have to like crank them so much, and there'd be so much gas going into the engine because you weren't able to have the correct pressure for it to actually atomize right. that it actually washes the cylinder liners and gets gas in the oil. Excellent. Like that's bad for the car. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fuel is not a lubricant. No, it's not. And so, like, there's a there's some modifications you can do to make it better, but then you know you're also you can also totally betray the car. See, this is like what we're seeing here on the screen here. This 928. This isn't. Rest modded. This is just modified. This is a. This is just like aesthetically appealing modifications. Yeah, but under the hood, I mean, this has got updated injection. It's got bigger modern yeah. brakes. I yeah. mean, that is. It's not rest modded. It's just modified. Well, no, but it's using parts from a newer Porsche. Yeah, I mean that's technically rest modding. But again, this comes back to the. The, the word has been so sullied. Yeah. By the overhaul era, that. I don't want it seen anymore. Yeah, and uh, I, I want a boutique built modified. The 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 term rest I said it's more than just a word. There's an entire thought pattern behind it. Yeah. Um so this has okay, so I just made the car a little bit lighter and they up they modified the engine. They put coilovers on it and, and ABS and traction control. And they made the factory style wheels 1 inch bigger, I think. Okay. That kind of thing I, I still like. That's not re- yeah, that's just modifying. Though. Right. Because that's not that's really tasteful done. tasteful modifications. Right, because that's not done with factory parts. Because restomodding is like, we're going to restore this, but we're also going to modify it to improve it because we know better. Right. Like, yeah, no, this is just changes. making some little updates. Like, it's a complete... Like, sorry, it's it's, a it's com- like somebody completely restoring a Bel Air and putting in a modern radio. Oh. Yeah, and like, not just like... Not like a retro sounds radio. No, like a C6 Corvette radio. Yeah. yeah. Like that—that's exactly what a restomod is. Is it's or putting in Pontiac seats in your Chevy. Yeah, exactly. Like put, putting like like Pontiac Grand Prix seats into like like a forty-eight like Chevy Fleetline. Like think, that's think e- foot-shaped gas pedals. Oh. No, no, no. Hang on. Now wait a minute. You're, you're losing me there because foot-shaped gas pedals are actually an of era modification. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And but I'm saying on the Fiat. Let me so tell you, loud. the Fiat would benefit from a foot ship okay. gas pedal no, no, because I, I actually, the, the size of the gas pedal on my Fiat, I have one pair of shoes I can comfortably drive it it's in. It's Italian. Because otherwise, the side of my foot goes over the pedal and I actually get a Charlie horse if I drive it for too long. Ah, it's like me okay. and the knee and the Model but, S. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's the ergonomics not, are not perfect. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying in itself the foot-shaped gas yeah, pedal so like, Amos. is a resto mod. I'm saying you look into a car and you see the foot shape, and most likely you're going to find really weird resto modding. Probably, yeah. Because the same person that 
owns a car that is very likely to be resto modded. Yeah. That's where those were installed. Amos, they get to the point of that is a resto mod. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, yes. Yeah. This is yeah. not the company in Holland that makes, you can't tell. Yeah. No, this is actually modifying it thinking that you know better. Right. Like, yeah, this is like cool is it now. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's cool but, now, but this is not going to age as well. No. Like because I, it isn't the car that won the Group B rallies. No, it's trying to be. It's somebody's now modified just a normal one. And here's that's terrible. It's really bad. And they this put, is a perfect example of everything that's wrong with rest of modding. Mm-hmm. And they used an M30, a turbo M30. The engine weighs as much as a moon. It has terrible turbo lag. This is a horrible idea. Why a U30 M3 with a big six in it with a turbo? It's so stupid. And again, like. This this Diablo, it's not factory parts. It isn't a resto mod. This is just a, a boutique modified vehicle. Yeah, this is different than it a, is different. But but these are all lumped in to the resto modded category, and I just like I stop it. It's like saying stage two mods. Like yeah, just, these well, terminologies they're they're not relevant anymore. Well, no, I I still think like again, resto mod is more than just the term. Yeah. It is a it's a thought pattern behind what you're doing. It is an entire theory of I like this car, but I'm going to change everything about it to make it completely different. So you don't like the car. So you're saying that you just actually don't like it. And it's like you know, when you get these cars and it's like a Ferrari or a Lancia where you just make some updates, mm-hmm. you're still keeping with the actual like soul of the car you're not changing it entirely you're not putting pontiac interior into a a 40s chevy with a ls engine and mustang 2 front independent suspension and then a multi-link setup out of like a jaguar like that's (laughs) you're completely betraying everything that this car is supposed to be because what you want is you actually want a jaguar mark 6 but you haven't thought that far ahead Mm -hmm. to go hmm Maybe the car I actually want exists. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or when those people do the mods and they realize it sucks now, and then they get to sell off their bastardized vehicle. And that's actually a huge problem because now you've, like, these are like, you cannot reverse these modifications when that, like, with the term rest mod. Right, right, right. Like, you are completely changing everything about the car. Yeah, and, it's hard points. Yeah. <laughs> and, you now have a car where it's like the only person that's going to like this car is exactly you. Like this is not a restomod. Correct. This is just updating. Yeah. You know, like, this is that the the Delta company. Okay. You get in it and they've just brought the car back to what it was. I want to see this panda below. That's good. Look at how sturdy he is. But that's not at all a restomod. No. Because it was a restomod. It had to be like a Subaru basically. It's just a restored car and yeah. anything that was a lightly modified. Maybe. Yeah. Like, so, Brain Trailer actually doesn't let people use the term Restomod. Good. And the reason is, is that the term is so many connotations to it that it actually negatively affects sales. Because so many, everybody goes, oh, Restomod, let's think of a 69 Firebird. Yeah. 69 Firebird with independent suspension out of a, like, a 97 Firebird. And then they put kept the Pontiac 400, but they put it like Holly fuel injection on like dual four barrels, and 
now it just runs weird at all times. It's never going to be right. It's got Willwood brakes all the way through. It's got custom dashboard. Uh, it might be bare brakes. Yeah. It's got custom dashboard. It's got some like American racing 19-inch wheels that will never, ever balance correctly. It's got like Ironman iMove tires. Oh, God. It just sucks. Like That's what people think of when they hear the term Restamod. Yeah. And rightfully so, because that's what a Restamod is. And the fact that this was published by Haggerty. Yeah, that's kind of mind-blowing. I don't get it. I don't get it. But stop. Yeah, that's... Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about a minivan. Okay. So, uh, they call it an SUV, but that's not an SUV. That's a minivan. Correct. That's a square minivan. Yep. Because if you scroll down... Oh, it is scroll a down some more. square minivan. Scroll down some more. Scroll down some more. Keep going. Keep this, going. This looks like a... Do they have a picture of the rear doors open? Keep uh, going. Well, you can open them both ways, right? Yeah, there it is. That's a minivan. Mm-hmm. That's a square minivan. I'm fine with Good. that. I, like I, don't know why the, I, don't, I don't know why there's a typo, yeah. but that's definitely a minivan if it's I've ever seen minivan. one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, 100%. Uh, they're $136,000. Um, very good deal. I mean, it, it looks like a way better executed attempt at a, a Cullinan. So, funny thing. <laughs> Toyota's trying to eat uh, Rolls-Royce's launch with the Cullinan. And, uh, yeah, they're going to because mm-hmm. that's a Cullinan but better. Mm-hmm. I do, I, so do you know this? I, I I looked past this vehicle today when I was looking up topics, but I didn't feature it myself. I saw that there was the option of either opening the door minivan style or SUV style. Is that a different optioned door, or is that the same door which I is by modal? I didn't care. Okay, that much. Because I see not going to lie. This one because what this what it's powered by is a three point five liter V six with a plug in hybrid system yep. as well, making four hundred six horsepower. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, historically... Can we talk about the 2GR for a second? Can we talk about how every single century has had just the greatest engine? The 2GR has been around since 2007, completely unchanged, yep. and it's still fantastic. Yeah, no, they've been kicking the shit out of everybody. Like, it, it, yeah, the 2GR is great. I absolutely, I cannot get enough of that engine. It's port-injected, it's direct-injected, it's at- Atkinson hybrid-ready, like, there's three basic variants. Yeah, they're great. Good. They're all great. Like, there's nothing wrong with the 2GR. Um, 2GR is a great engine. But yes. People are like, oh, V6 isn't upscale enough. Like, Shut up. I mean, they have a point. It is only songs. Like, if somebody made this with a 12-cylinder, the 12-cylinder would be a lot cooler. Can you imagine a Toyota V12 derived from 2GRs? That would be unbelievable. Because the Toyota V12 derived, derived from a 1G, uh, UZ, a 1JZ. It's kind of sad. The 1GZ, I believe, is that. Yeah. Engine. Uh, one JZ was incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, was going to say one UZ. I'm like, wait, what? That'd be a 16. So we're going to get a 2G. No. Yeah. 2GZ. FX. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What is the 14th letter of the alphabet? Oh, I don't know. Alexa, what is the 14th letter of the alphabet? N. A one NZ. Ah, or we could do two NZ. Because the first one might fail. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or it'd be, it'd be a one NZ because the first one is the first iteration of it. Okay. So it'd be a one NZ. One NZ. A twelve cylinder of a GZ. That'd be great. That'd so, be very cool. That'd be incredible. Throw in a minivan. A one NZ in there. Yeah, this is a good minivan. I'm here for it. I'm honestly, I'm not mad about this at all. Because I also, I live 
in the worst timeline where I just am accepting that. Oh, scroll down a moment here. Oops. Oh, so there are two different doors. Oh, okay. Yes. So the sliding door is the one you want. Yes. Um, and don't order the SUV doors. Yeah. Down. No. But I mean, sliding both. Sliding door is so much more Japanese. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it looks so much cooler. Yeah, this is tight as hell. I'm not mad about this. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know. It's the century has never been sporty. It is the peak of luxury. That's what it is. I love that they still have like a a modern version of the exact same wheel. That's yeah, always been on the same. Like this, like it, uh, an SUV makes sense for this. So minivan. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, sorry, a minivan Thank makes you. sense for this. You kept reading the incorrect. I'm word sorry, too much. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, a minivan makes sense for this. This should be a minivan. I'm absolutely. I can't <laughs> get enough about of this. This setup is absolutely gorgeous. This is the most Japanese setup I've ever seen. <laughs> God, what a great vehicle! Look at this. I, there's nothing wrong with this. There's, I'm fine with this with this minivan. There's a stand right there with the sliding door on it. Yeah, because look at this outside of the minivan. Yeah, you can just have the sliding door. Great. Perfect. Okay, thank you, Japan. That's what I want. Thank you. You've made a vehicle. I want to see all the engineering that came into that sliding door. There's a, probably yeah. It, there's, I want to see all of it. it. Every single thing on these cars have historically been. Um, understated and it is literally the peak of toyota doing toyota i love that these are all right-hand drive photos too because they only make them right-hand drive (laughs) oh we're not getting this i don't think so or if we do it's going to be right-hand drive toyota like takes the century really fucking seriously (laughs) like they don't mess around with the century so you know they are oh there's no foot pass through in the sea you know they had the grmn uh, century. Yeah, uh, they made two of those. Oh yeah, that's so it. Good. They don't mass like you can't like. They don't mass produce these. Right. So. Oh, it's bespoke for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's raining. Good, I think. Yes, that's did a good I thing. Anything open? I don't think I did. Uh, no. We'll find out. No, we're good. Um, but yeah, no, this is. Oh, look at that! Look at this table full of century items. This is good. I like that the logo is hand carved. Is it actually? Yes. It's very nice. That's a yeah, scribing scribe work. Yeah, the hand. Look made. at the hammers. Yeah. I love it. No, they're very cool. Centuries oh, are uh, they're incredible vehicles. So I'm I'm not mad about that. The Japanese yeah. Rolls Royce. Love it. Cool. Alright. Wow. Anyway. Cool. Alright. Okay. Alright, hold on. Oh boy. I got unfortunately I got the note screen on the broadcast screen, so you have to bear with me a moment. What am I doing? Oh, cool. Radial flux. Talk about engineering. Yes. Very good. So, more expensive things on tables that you don't see in the vehicle, like the Century, with the scribed logo. Yes. I want to talk about axial flux motors. Yeah, I know. Me too. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the only time we've actually seen these in production What's so far... a radial flux and an axial flux? For those who may not know... Basically, the motors we currently have and use for brushless appliances, cars, tools, everything yes. are axial flux. What? What's the difference? They're radial. Sorry, they're radial flux. Radial Hold flux. On. What's on. the flux? The flux is the the change in magnetism in the windings of the motor. Okay, thank so, you. Yes, that would be radial. Yeah, because right. it goes around. Yeah, because. When we do radial, yeah. um, it is yes. you take the radius Correct. and you cut it in corners. Yes. Anyway. So radial is what we So what's use. axial? Axial then? allows motors. Is that front to back then? It side to side. So the 
Okay. Yeah, it doesn't change around the armature. It actually changes in segments that are stacked side by side around the armature. So the magnetic field, this I read the entire goddamn thing and I'm still probably screwing it up, but essentially they are they're stacked oh. triangular magnets between multiple rotors in the armature. Okay. And they can make the motors extraordinarily Small. narrow. Yeah, no, I see that now. Because okay, it's, it's it's not very good at high speed motion, but it's really really good at delivering uh, accurate gobs of torque in a very very small lightweight yes. format. Uh, we've seen these in the Regera. Okay, there's currently only one company that really mass markets these things, and they're extraordinarily expensive to make. So we may see these in cheaper, smaller, lighter EVs in the future. They are very efficient, so it's a great. There's really not much downside other than the fact that they're not amazing at delivering high torque at high rotor rpm but this that's fascinating it's that's really, really cool. cool the more i dug into it i'm like God, screw your ads okay it's cool no, that man. makes sense yeah so you okay. can see the segmented yep. magnet wafers and how it's just all sandwiched oh, that's really cool yeah dude it's wild okay i see how that would work now it's wild but they're they're tiny okay so these so, so when you when you have these little segments, so imagine like like, it, like the pucks on a clutch. Like if you have like a, like a six puck clutch, mm-hmm. and this is for our listeners as well. Um, it looks what, like a wet clutch. What this? Yeah, what the segments look like are like the individual pucks. And so, say you have your six pucks, three of those would be positive, three of those would be negative, mm-hmm. and so that will cause the well, actual rotor in the center. They're electromagnets, so they will reverse charge. But yes. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, but what I'm saying is, at one moment, three will be positive, three will be negative, and they'll, yep. that will force the actual rotor in the center to move one yep. direction, yeah. the direction towards what is positive. Mm-hmm. And then you would turn off the positive, or you would switch the positives and the, ne- and the negatives after it reaches, it, it goes past top flux. dead center, basically. Yeah. After it goes, like, past what would be, like, top dead center, yep. which is, like, once it hits that, like, kind of, like, the apex of going across the next one, and then it'll pull the uh, actual rotor to yeah. the next part. Yeah, so, how this handles dwell is, that's this exactly is, what Ryan just said. Yeah, and so that's actually really interesting, because, Historically, what we've done, so in what I guess how they would make this is you now have just more powerful magnets in the radius. They're flatter magnets, which is why it's really, really expensive because to get a magnet that's flat that still has the same yeah. force as a you know a, a traditional motor, yeah. it's, it's, it's extremely hard to produce. But, yeah, the fact that you can have your magnet, instead of being a long, basically cylindrical or yeah, basically, rectangular the way Yeah, the way you do it is you take a whole shitload of copper, a wire, and you'd spool it up. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, if you imagine the inside of, like, a starter motor, that's exactly what mm-hmm. your normal radial flux motor is. And winding that's, it around is super easy, but getting it consistently getting, flat, yeah, really tough. And then when you have it consistently flat, oh, that's really cool. It is really neat. So this basically takes what is just a super huge, heavy, long-ass motor and cuts it down to, like, literally a tenth of how thick it would be. Yeah, it's like smushing a regular motor in a press. That's really cool. Until it's, you know, half the the length or even less here. But that's, I believe, where the packaging issues are coming from right now is it's just really, really hard to get electromagnets produced in that shape. That's really cool. But it, it's that's it's just about the coolest thing I've seen all day. I yeah. love that. that that's really talk red. about innovation. Ba bam, right there. So, so I want to talk about another cool. I want to talk about another cool innovation, and I want to talk about a fifty-year-old moped. 
just realized I didn't have the screen cap on that whole time. Whoops. Oh, shit. That's all right. We described oh, well. it for people. Yep. All right. That's fine. I saw that, too. Let's look at it. All right. All right. Look now at the this. capture is on. There we go. <laughs> I want to talk about a 50-year-old moped. <laughs> Calling that a moped is ambitious. But it is a moped. Rules, it is a moped. No, because it, it does have pedals. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. a motor. I get you. So it gets up. To, it gets started by pushing the pedals, and then the motor speeds up. So tell me so more about the specs. This is a very unique uh, moped because this guy found a class if, in Bonneville that pretty much was neglected. Um, and so in his home, he could just go ahead and make a land speed record this. <laughs> so for reference. Was the, there an existing record? Yes, there was. Okay. So, um, for reference, the uh, the fastest car this year, I guess, was called the Speed Demon at uh, Bonneville, and it went 333 miles per hour. Um, it's nice, easy to remember number. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, that's like the big boy car. The Solex was a front-wheel drive moped. Oh, what? That yeah. sounds so freaking French. Yeah. So, it's great. It's... <laughs> The pedals take the tape the rear. Once you're at speed, you turn on the magneto and you can start the engine it's for just the a bike. Yeah, with a motor. Yep. that's what mouse that's, sells. That, this is literally what mouse sells, except his are rear wheel drive. It's a Velo Solex, yep. later shortened to Solex. Like so it had a 49 cc single cylinder two cycle engine. That's a big engine for a yep. moped, isn't it? Uh, nope, that's. I norm- thought there were like nope. 25 cc. You can go normally. up to 50 cc. Hmm. Uh, before you have to start getting licensing and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's what this is. Um, You're right. Enough. I know the 49cc rule. I'm just, I really was under the impression that mopeds were usually smaller displacement. Yeah, no, it's sometimes there. Hmm. Um, but that's what this one is, this 49cc's. Cool. So they proved extremely popular uh, and it was produced from 1946 to 1988. Wow. Yes. So, and they even made one with the automatic clutch in 1959. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And so far, nobody's ever set a land speed record with a Solex. Um, and there's a, to clarify the vehicle known as Solex, not yes. with a Solex carburetor. Yes. <laughs> but this also um, has a Solex carburetor. Yes, it does. <laughs> so the tops, the original top speed of the Solex is 22 miles per hour, which is actually pretty good. Um, but this one was a 1955, so it qualified in the vintage class, which would be equivalent of like tri fives and like model A's and stuff. Um, I love that it was and, driven by a friction wheel too. Yep, and so it, this one is a it's a vintage class under 50 cc moped, forced induction. Puts it in a very unique class where you can set a land speed record with. Uh, something you can actually build. So this is modified vintage blown with gasoline. So blown being force induction. Yep. Cause you put a supercharger on it, a tiny itty bitty little supercharger. Um, so his, the, the first record that was set was 30.866 miles per hour. That was the one he had to beat. That was the one that he set. That oh, was okay. the first one that he set. Ah. Um, I guess there had been one, but I'm not sure. Um, and then he did us. He did another run for modified partial streamlined vintage blown gas, uh, which was twenty six point six five five miles per hour. So he set two records. So he wasn't streamlined before with the thirty mile an hour run. Uh, yeah, because if you look at the, the thirty mile an hour run, he does have the streamlined front end on it. 
the he doesn't have the front fairing. Let's scroll down. Scroll down. Down. Keep going down. That one right there. Oh, no, okay. no fairing. Scroll down you. again. Front fairing. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the uh, 30.866 miles per hour. Uh, and then he added a fairing to become a partial streamliner. And then he set 26.655. So it's slower with the fairing. No idea why. Yep. Did he um, take off the supercharger? Uh, no, he kept the supercharger on. Um, but yeah, it was very strange. So then he came back without, later huh. he came back without the streamlining with quote unquote fuel in the tank, which is non gasoline. And Weird. set another uh, fairing or set another record for modified vintage blown fuel. So he set three records. The third one okay. was twenty nine point seven eighty two on not gasoline. On not gasoline, got it. Yes. So, <laughs> so many different freaking classes. Oh, they they cut these classes down so small into like every individual little thing. Um, but yeah. He, he said he came home with three class records and he said, keep coming back. And his goal is to hit 40. I can't get enough of this. I That's guess incredible. If, if you're allowed to change the diameter of the wheel that drives the front wheel via friction. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of those old <laughs> front wheel drive. Moped. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's hilarious. This is a, this is a wacky moped. This is the weirdest episode of flying Indian I've ever seen. Yeah, this is the yeah. This guy really found just like the most specific class, and he's like, "Cool, nobody's in this one. I'm gonna take it." That's <laughs> the people that go troll 3D Mark, and they're like, "Oh, I can do that. I've got a 40 year old CPU, and I can pair it with a brand new graphics card. Let's do it. Let's get the world record." <laughs> yeah, world record for uh, fastest computer I'm... with it. Intel 8008. Yeah, exactly. Like, how did you get an RTX 4090? In fact, two of them on an 8008. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted the record. So this, That's exactly what this guy did. <laughs> well, I enjoy his 8008 4090 record. Yep, that is incredible. front-wheel drive, friction drive moped. All right, all right. Talking about friction and things relating to motion in a forward vector, uh, mm -hmm. you've heard of headlight wipers, right? Yes. Do you I think that those are the first. most obscure wiping system on a car? Nope. I know the weirder one. Um, what is the weirder one? The weirdest one is front quarter window wipers Ooh. that were made for the Nissan Gloria in the 80s so you could see your side uh, you could see your side mirrors in the snow. That's a really good idea. Yeah, that's cute. I think that's a without, good safety start yeah, issue. Also yeah. without having to brush off your window. It's I just a little tiny wiper that go on the side and then the rest of the window was just heated i think the more wipers the better yeah no give me one on my rear window give me one on my front windows give some windows. on my mirrors side, i like the side give window some one. on the sunroof on the side sun windows wiper yeah. my, now you're now you're talking fog light wipers <laughs> fog oh, light. Oh, i want oh, the yeah. 360 degree spinny boy like you have on e30 license plate wiper there you yeah, go license plate license plate wiper well anyway hyundai has given us a new type of wiper that you haven't even mentioned what which is a front camera wiper incredible oh, wait yes. i want to see how this works uh, exactly so really cool. the lens actually rotates and the wiper is static oh as far oh, as I can understand, cool. from, it's really neat. It's really cool. I love that. I, I like know. That. Look at this little motor that drives the assembly oh. around so it, the wiper can stay static. This is a really good idea, though, because yeah. obscured cameras are a big They're problem, really, really especially bad. when they deal with safety systems like yeah. auto brake. That's a really cool. Yeah, because Subaru just turns it off for you and beeps at you. Right. And the so, which Model is S will just say awesome unavailable. when you're test driving a car. With a person who's mad that their Jaguar doesn't have any traction in the middle of winter, and you take him out in a fully loaded Outback, 
and they're like, this is great. And it starts screaming at you incessantly while you're driving. Super because, safety aids are the most annoying. Yep. And it's screaming at you because a little bit of snow from the roof slid down over the <laughs> yeah. windshield and uh, is now obscuring the eyesight uh, cameras. Yeah, I had to drive my professor Subaru once, and I have to say, like, love the car, but the safety features drove me nuts. And then yeah, I told I Ryan, these safety features drove me nuts. And he goes, you know, you can turn them all off. And I was like, good. But they turn them all back on next time you start the car. That is true. But, oh. you know, the thing is, credit words, too. You Subaru, can't shut them off. They have individual buttons for every... And it's a physical button. It's not a... Not you have to go the through legacy a, I was in. It was in the nav menus. Oh, that's bad. It was hateful. The, it used to be individual buttons. I would, that's fine. There's a thousand buttons yeah, on the inside. It was great. Oh, yeah. I'm talking like the old Rinspeed steering wheels. Oh, no. They were all over the dashboard. Perfect. It was like somebody sneezed on the dashboard. You, you seen like gauges in like old British cars or just put them wherever the fuck they felt like. That's well, what I we want. have some room here. So. Yeah. I want buttons and I want wipers. Yes. It needs to be as many as possible. Yep. I'm all about that. Just like I am with miniature overwiped okay. electronics. Even the oh. diagram's adorable. Yeah, I'm really... I'm going to get that this. tattooed. I want a radar wiper blade yeah, for yeah. my car because yeah. the camera is huge Now you can have this, but I know. Now you can do that. You well, I've got the E30 headlight wiper kits. So I could just yeah. repurpose that. Right? I'm saying that you just go find one of these. It's been crashed. Well, I need it for my radar, though, not for the camera. The yeah, but, yeah, but th this just goes into the lens. The radar doesn't have a lens. Oh. It's just, just the aperture in the lower grill, and it gets plugged with all ice. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure what's happening down there. That looks fun. Oh, that's uh, Bizzarini. <laughs> but anyway, Italian. look at this little motor. I'm excited. It's so that's adorable. I'm I happy love it. About I'm about this little camera wiper. More wiper blades, please. Well, I have a, another uh, piece of good EV news. Excellent. Ch Chinese EVs are coming to Europe in a big freaking way. And More this than is, just MG? So um, I, this is, I had to bring this up because I just wanted to find it. Uh, to talk about because this is also a marketplace. So once it gets on marketplace, you know it's a big deal. Because um, that's when they that's, start talking about macroeconomic exactly. changes. Um, but Ain't this, it grand? Yeah. But no, the thing is, yeah, Chinese EVs are coming to Europe. And a lot of people are concerned about European EV manufacturers because Europeans have a lot really strong labor unions and they can't just fire people. Hmm. And so... Yeah, they've always legacy employees that are just, like waiting for them to retire. Ah, because um, they can't just fire them. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant actually. I'm okay with that. But the thing is, um, you could repurpose these people into doing other positions. Because even though an EV doesn't require an engine assembler, you could easily have an engine assembler move on to putting together electronics or something or putting together interior bits there's a lot of mechanical components in an ev still yeah there's a lot of stuff you can make them do and a lot of the engine stuff you could do with robots and i think with the chinese cars coming that the europeans are need to really step up their game to have efficiencies in their manufacturing process so more people can get cars also these chinese evs are gonna be a hell of a lot cheaper mm-hmm and these are going to be cars for your normal layman, which are you doesn't saying the Europeans are going to have to innovate. Yes, um, and I think that more importantly, these are not going to be your like BMW drivers. These are going to be your Peugeot drivers. So, I think Yikes. the only the only people that really need to be concerned are Dacia, Skoda, BMW Group as a whole, really. 
Uh, they should be concerned. Yeah, for they should always reasons. be concerned. Good God. At all times. They've never made a good product. Um, well. And then, no, I objectively love the Mark II, and I still say it's a terrible vehicle. Oh, I thought you were talking BMW Group. No, it's a, it's a uh, VW Group. Oh, sorry. No, yes, I, I love... Vol- there's several Volkswagens I love. They're all mm. bad. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. They've never made a good car. My favorite... I think you might be right. Including yeah. Porsche. Oh, yeah. Oh, I will throw 100%. Porsche in there, too. Yeah. And I'll tell you, even my favorite Porsche is not a good car. Mm-mm. My favorite Porsche is a 356, and it is terrible. Damn. And I want it to be terrible. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, but no, this is going to be like your Wuling Sun, like not Sunshine, your Wuling Minis. The Wuling Sunshine is great, and you should look it up. Wuling it's not, sunshine. yeah, it's not an EV, but it's Wuling one of Wuling Sunshine. Oh my goodness, look at this little van. It's a five to eight seater mini minivan. Look at this happy little man. It's in Forza. Oh yeah. Actually, that's a photo from Forza. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Look at his happy little five-spoke wheel covers. I got this in Forza, and I'm happy to tell you I've never modified it. I enjoy it in its purest form. <laughs> Good on you for not resto-modding this thing. Yeah, nope. Yeah. This I take this out, and I go set rivals like time attack times with it. They're not good, but I just enjoy it. It's an enjoyable vehicle. I go on the sim rig sometimes just to have a good time. Yeah, it's just an enjoyable vehicle. Yeah, Wulings, and they also go for millions of dollars in the auction house in Forza because everybody wants them because they're great. How could you not want that? But I anyway, love that like one of the rarest cars for some reason in that game is just a little Wuling Sunshine. It's called a Sunshine. Like it's great. How can you not? But love it? Um, no, like Wuling Minis, stuff like BYDs, Neos. Those are the things that are going to be coming over. And particularly Wuling makes your kind of just normal person car. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bring those outside of China. Everybody should be able to experience that. I agree. It Because more people need that. You need more competition. That's why I'm not mad about VinFast existing. <laughs> like, you need more competition. You need a bottom as much as you need a top. For every, for every parlor burger, you mm. need to have a Burger King. You need perspective. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is that not all these Chinese vehicles are going to be good. There's going to be a lot of shit, and I hope there is. Yeah. If you can't, yeah, you can't appreciate the good without the truly awful. Yeah. No. Imagine wanting a car and not having a proton. <laughs> Pacific Rimmers. Oh my god. Yeah, I just had to think about the worst possible Pacific Rim car. I'm like, ooh, Proton. Protons are pretty terrible. They've never made a good car. They made one good car. It's called Proton Saga, and it was 100% made by Mitsubishi. It was a re it was a rebadged Mitsubishi with a Jajaro body uh, designed body, and they'd had nothing to do with anything on the car except for actually put the pieces together. And even that, were they kind of fucked it up. I was gonna say the only Proton I knew about was like the Top Gear tested one. Like Satria, maybe or whatever. Yeah, that, that was the terrible suspension, one. but it everything was, else everything was else just was terrible. Trash. Yeah, so yeah, no, Proton actually made made one good car, and it was still not that good. Poor Proton. <laughs> but yeah, they no, tried their best. More more people, yeah, bring all the weird little electric cars, make it good. I'm happy, and it will drive innovation for the litmus cars, the actual good ones. You know, yeah, like just I'm just thinking about like America was at speak with cars in the fifties. And the, that was because you didn't just have the big three. You had Studebaker. You had all sorts of weird shit going on. Yeah. You had homebrewed sports cars in people's garages. They got, like, schematics from, like, popular mechanics from. 
You had, you had Crosley. You, well, those all came later, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, I get what you mean. No, yeah, like Cro- well, no, Crosley came out in the forties, and like you had Playboy. There's all sorts of stupid cars. Yeah, the boutique kind of faded away for decades yeah. after that. I mean, the the Bricklin was no because companies like that they actually like they successfully made it illegal to make a bad car. Like you could not just like make a piece of shit in the United States. It it became like prohibitively expensive to do that. Um, if you actually look up a Playboy hardtop convertible, this is a prime example of what we lost. This is what they took from you. Playboy hardtop convertible. They took this from you. They took this. From you. <laughs> you could have had this. Look how good that is. Open image and new tab. Look how pure that is. Oh my god. I love that. It looks upside so down. Yeah. Look at how you can see all of the frame underneath the bodywork. Except for exhaust. that little piece that they cut down there. Oh my the god. The entire exhaust is showing. Yeah. Like, they took that from me. You could have had that. I don't want that. No, but you could have. Well, I understand. It, you could have had that. They took away my choice. Yeah. You had the choice to have that. My car, my choice. Yeah, that's an adorable little car, actually. I really... If they weren't hideously expensive for what they are, I'd kind of want one. But they're very expensive, and it's they're not good. It's a really hardtop convertible, I will say, but it does kind of just look like a Nash. Yeah, it kind of does look like a Nash. It's true. Can um, I? It's actually part of why they went on business. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to rebody a Nash and then call it a Playboy. Do it. They had a great logo as well. Uh, yeah, this the logo I saw was a top hat and some gloves. Yeah, it's look up Playboy Cars logo. It's... So funny. That's a really good logo. Playboy motor cars with a top hat, a baton? A cane. Cane, I'm sorry. And driving gloves. Driving gloves, Buffalo NY. Yep. Wow. I took this from you. Maybe that should be the title. I was just going to say, I'm like, they took this from you. This is what they took from you. I took this from you. All right. Cool. I think we're going to end on... No, I want to end on a good thing that I'm happy about because I don't want to end on a sad thing that you can't get a Playboy anymore. Um, okay, what do you got? Oh, here we go. Here's the, the good thing. I got a spare uh, washer fluid bottle holder for the Buick. Very nice. So, if it's 1961 Buick washer fluid bottle holder. Washer fluid refill bottle holder. Sorry. Washer fluid. fluid. What was it? Yeah, this? fluid refill bottle. All right. Just use that. Click enter. See that little bracket? Oh, the stamped ba- Okay. Yeah. So, oh, they sell whole things now. I don't need the bottle, though. Um, that's good to know. So if I can ever, I can replace it. But, um. Yeah. I had to get a spare one for Jana's overflow tank for the Buick. Okay. Guess what? And I'm arrived. using as my overflow tank. Uh, a bottle from a liquid beverage. It's not <laughs> beverage. No, oh. uh, I would be concerned if you drank it. It's an olive oil bottle. Oh, it's oh, actually really Fancy. cool looking. Yeah, it's her mm. favorite olive oil. Yeah. So I had a spare bottle, so I took the logo off it and cleaned it the inside out. And yeah, because it was like. I could use liquor bottles, in which in, in which I don't drink liquor. Right. It's not very representative of me, but olive oil. And it's also it's a really pretty green bottle. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like it's just I a good bottle. Dude, yeah. olive oil. If they're glass, olive oil bottles. Always yeah, it's a really good, and so it happens to fit in that holder perfectly. Way better than all my other options. Ryan was like, "Here, you can have my 
awesome bottle collection. I have like Take all these like really interesting glass bottles for and the specific like, purpose of putting olive oil. And he's like, I mean, I guess. And then it ended up being the one that fits the best anyway. Yeah, I take nice, the logos like, off snapping. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it goes in perfectly. So, yeah, it's 15 bucks on uh, eBay, and it was totally worth it. Oh, right? yeah. It was really cool. So I'm really happy to – and there's a little black-off plate right on the front. Like, you know where the headlights are? They have that little bo- uh, black-off between the headlights and the rest of the yeah, engine yeah, bay. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm just going to put two screws in there. From the factory, they were supposed to be self-tapping screws. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, really uh-huh. work. but I'm oh just going to, I'm going to match up the factory screws. So if you really got into it, it just looked like a factory placed item. It's a, it's a concourse item actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But no, this is like when, cause I hate like rust modding to go back to our first thing. Oh my God. Um, cause I hate that so much. I'm not putting in like some, like I'm better than you washer fluid reservoir. Okay. I'm looking up like, how would you feasibly make a washer fluid reservoir in 1961? I'm like, all right, glass bottle, obviously. Yeah, because, I mean, plastics work shit. Yeah, like, they, 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 they will not work. handle Yeah, they absolutely will not work. And I'm like, okay, well, they had no safety standards, so they're not going to, like, make a custom bottle to, yeah. like... They, what they would do is they'd take an existing thing and be like, okay, for the state of California with your air conditioner... Our cars tend to boil over, so we need to make a washer fluid, or a, uh, not washer fluid, a uh, cool overflow tank. Yep. So we are going to do that. And I'm like, perfect. It worked perfectly. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. very excited. Why it? Yeah. Glass is very resistant to temperature it's so much change. Great. So. It's probably made by Pyrex. Actually, it might be. <laughs> if it was I'll a double check, temperature actually. component, it may have been. Uh, yeah, the, it's entirely plausible. It could have been a Pyrex. Yeah, I still the, have the original the one. Non, uh, it would tell me if it said Pyrex on the bottom. Oh, so what like, is it, the... The special glass is called non-sodium carbonate or something. I will look it up and I will report back. Okay. There you go. Because it's a special type of glass that Pyrex no longer uses. Oh. Because of some funky stuff. Oh, probably some environmental concerns. Uh, I yes. think more In like production, lead. It has to be. Oh. No, it was... Um, no, it was... It, it's actually the reason why you can't put them in the microwave. Because glass was too smooth, and though when you boil water in it, we put it. No, in that's a different. That's a different problem. Oh, yeah, so well, I think the reason why. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, the reason why it's not the borosilicate, I think, is what it's called. Uh, again, I'll look at the term and get back to you. That sounds right. But Boron, um, yeah. uh, but the reason why it is lost, it the recipe is lost to time, kind of like Roman concrete, because of the company got bought out by. Mm. Oh, or, did? oh yeah, Pyrex is not the Pyrex you think of. Um, I is it owned by Kraft Foods? Something. There's <laughs> been some o- ownership changes with like Corningware. They either bought Corningware or Corningware bought them. Oh, Owens Corning. Oh wow, this yeah, is a really great photo. There's a there's a lot of interesting history with Pyrex. This is again, not Pyrex related, but one second. That's right. Pyrex isn't car related necessarily until we find out. Yes. If the borosilicate, because I'm pretty sure it's borosilicate now that I'm. Welcome to our notes, everyone. Click that. That's a good ad. It's new. It's, it's terrific. terrific. The Playboy. Playboy features. Find out uh, just now, Playboy magazine is actually named after the car. That's so cool. All right. Wow. And on there that bombshell. There's your bombshell. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.